right. Hey, Chris, welcome to the show. Uh, this is the first one, actually. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty dope. We're actually at this point where I have a podcast. So that's fucking crazy. Absolutely. The fact that I'm the first one, too. It's, uh, honestly, it's an honor. Yeah, man. This is, this is pretty cool for me. Why, why don't you uh, talk about yourself a little bit and uh, where, you, where you're at and what you're doing? All right. So, uh, as, as you know, and for everyone else, uh, I served, you know, with everyone, uh, infantry four years, uh, I was a 51, uh, ass up. Um, they can take our job, but they'll never take my pride anyways. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I got out in June. Um, and then from there I moved out to Cali. Uh, stationed in Lejeune all four years, and then I moved out to Cali, and now I'm in Oceanside because my girlfriend is a corpsman, and she's stationed on Pendleton. Uh, so now I'm just out here with her, and I've uh, it was August. I started a business to try to uh, primarily to help Marines, uh, but like overall, just in general, just anyone with injuries. Right. Yeah, that's that's some cool cool stuff. How did you um how did you get into that? Like what made you want to want to do that? So, uh it all started in when did it start? Probably like May. Uh May is when I ended up calling the ISSA. Uh talked to them, ended up getting like a package deal that they had. Uh and then Is that there, like is that like a uh some kind of It's the it, I'm sorry, it, what are you saying? The, uh, it's it's a it's a like a certification. Uh, oh, okay. You could call it. But, like, it, it's the International Sports Science Association. Um, that's what it stands for. Uh, oh, okay. And they handle, like, uh, certification for personal trainers. You can also get your personal training certification through, like, NASM. Uh, you can get it through, like, a bunch of other places, too. Um, but I went with the ISSA because they usually have amazing deals, like, a lot of the time, constantly. And then they also are like internationally accredited. So like they got accreditation throughout the entire world, whereas NASM isn't as big. So that's why I went with the ISSA. Plus it's just one of those things that's like, if you're in the fitness industry, people know about the ISSA. The two big ones are the ISSA and NASM. Uh, But in my opinion, the ISSA has more specialties to offer. That's pretty cool. And, And what do you have to like, what do you learn through that? Because I know, like, when I started going to the gym, I really I didn't know anything. I just kind of went with my friends, and then they, you know, showed me how to work out and stuff. And but like, I don't know what what do you have to really learn to become? Uh, you're, you're like a physical trainer, right? So I am a certified personal trainer. I am a certified nutrition coach. Um, and then once you get those two certifications, they send you another. Uh, I don't really want to call it like a degree, but it looks like the exact same as a certification. It's oh, literally just okay. like another piece of paper for you to put up on your wall. But I'm technically also like I with those two certifications, I'm now labeled as a, a fitness coach. Um, and then after that, I got my corrective exercise specialist certification. And then with that, it ended up uh, the ISSA will give you like titles to make you sound more enticing. It's actually kind of cool. Um, and with those three certifications, I'm now what's uh, uh, what's called an elite trainer. Um, oh, wow. And then, yeah, the ISSA has another thing where it's like if you have the uh, personal training and then the nutrition coach certifications and then you have four other specialties, you're now a master trainer. Uh, so that's what I'm going for just because it's 
it just sounds better um right right more, yeah more i mean cold. i mean already you sound like you're you're really knowledgeable on this stuff like for, for uh I, I was curious when we were talking about this uh about you coming on um i, I mentioned to you have you noticed like like after you've learned everything have you noticed any difference in the way that you work out and you do stretches and stuff like is it actually kind of like undoing some of the damage that uh that our jobs inherently put onto our our bodies so uh the thing that i love about corrective exercise uh i'm gonna get to answering what you just said i might need a reminder but um <laughs> uh ultimately like one of the biggest things i just want to touch on is uh like the difference uh, or realistically what corrective exercise actually is um just the down and dirty definition of corrective exercise uh it's just it's used to enrich a person's life or sport and uh, it's also used to improve and restore performance and reduce injury risks uh, whereas physical therapy is mainly used for rehabilitation and to increase a person's flexibility and range of motion and then also to restore someone's health. Um, so they're incredibly similar. Uh, they're not necessarily the exact same, but it's as close as you can get to physical therapy without going to college and getting a doctorate. Um, but uh, so with that, though, um, what I have experienced uh, through my own personal injuries and then also helping others um, is that when it comes to any sort of physical pain or damage that has been put onto your body, uh, it's the same thing with fat loss. Uh, it, like if you're ever trying to lose weight, um, it takes time. Uh, it's one of those things that you have to put in the work towards and you have to stay consistent with it because your body is constantly changing and constantly adapting. Um, and it touched on it too when I was going through the like the textbook and all that stuff, and I was getting certified. Um, but one thing that I've picked up now is I picked up a mentorship with uh, a Nuka chiropractor down in San Diego. Um, and what Nuka is is pretty much it's an upper cervical technique for chiropractic care. So it's not your typical like twisting and popping and stuff like that. Um, I usually describe it as a neurological chiropractor. Uh, they focus on how the brain connects to your body and how the nerves and the uh, nervous system actually function. Um, so with that, I've learned uh, a bunch more on how everything operates on a neurological level. Um, and the reason why I say that is because whenever it comes to injuries, just like fat loss, uh, however much time you spent getting to where you are is going to take roughly the same amount of time getting back. Because what you have to do is you have to go into your body, you have to go into your nervous system, you have to break those connections and reform new neurological connections that exist throughout your body. Um, and a great example of that um, is uh, what's called ghost pains. I don't know if you've ever heard of ghost pains yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, like phantom. Feel. The only thing I can really relate to that is the uh, the like whole phone vibrating when it didn't actually vibrate. Right, right. Yeah, so uh, that's more like a conditioning thing due to our society, um, whereas ghost pains is more... Uh, ghost pains is your body's way of protecting itself, pretty much. So. Huh. Whenever you get injured, right? So, like, let's say, um, let's say you hurt your hip, right? You hurt your hip really bad, right? Um, and like, it was destroyed, like you, and it was because like you were squatting, right? And like, let's say, like you ended up tearing like your hip or something like that um, while you're in the bottom of your squat. Uh, what your body is going to do and what your brain is going to communicate to your muscles 
it, as you go through physical therapy and as you heal, um, whether or not it's like surgery, just through physical therapy, sports medicine, corrective exercise, it doesn't matter. As you are healing, what your brain is doing, if you are not training it properly, uh, your body is going to learn to not go past a certain point. Um, and so, like, say before you could go all the way down, you could go ask the grass on squats, right? Right. And then after your injury, you notice that you can only hit 90 degrees. Like, your hips physically don't allow you to go down any farther right, without right. experiencing major pain. Uh, yeah. The thing with that is you actually probably can up until a certain point, um, and I'll explain that, uh, you probably actually still can go ass to grass. You're just not because you think, oh, I'm lifting, and everyone knows that whenever you feel pain, you're not supposed to do something because that's how you get injured. That's right. not entirely wrong. However, that's where ghost pains enter because what you are feeling, if you went through physical, th if, say you got surgery on your hip. Say you went through physical therapy, you got discharged, everything's looking, everything's looking good, your day-to-day -day life, you can do what you want, like there's no pain in like sweeping your kitchen, uh, making your bed, like stuff like that. Um, at that point, you'd be discharged from physical therapy, but then you go into the uh, squat rack and you try to squat and you can still only tap 90 degrees and then from anything below that, your hips just in severe amounts of pain. Right, What's most right. likely happening is your body through the healing process develops these neurological connections and these pathways throughout your nervous system that connect to the muscles in your hip, in your core, your glutes, your legs, all of it, because your body is all interconnected. Um, and so once you get down to 90 degrees, your brain and your muscles are sending signals to each other saying, we have to stop here because if we go down lower, we're at risk for injury because this is where we got injured before. So right. it's forming these neurological connections and these pathways that are physically stopping you from going down because now you're experiencing pain you know same thing if you put your hand on the stove you're you touch it it's hot you pull your hand away right same thing you go down you hit 90 you feel pain you go back up because you you go oh that's painful that hurts i can't go down any lower right um, yeah i can uh i can actually relate to that in a way because um my shoulders from all the hikes and stuff and uh and especially my my uh, lower back, like it's just always like when I'm working it out, I get to a point where I feel like, like I start to like push myself, but I also start to feel like the this pain that like if I keep going, you know, someone's gonna give out, and that's that that almost sounds exactly like what you're talking about because with all the the hikes we've done, we never really did too much stretching, and we never really so I kind of wonder like how our bodies healed from all, all the strain that that put on us yeah so the body is probably one of the most magical things that's ever existed in this world like the human body is absolutely insane honestly just yeah i think about that all the time really living living beings in this world like their body functions are just insane yeah because even if your mind tells you like oh like i want to do this because of this your body, no matter what, will always do what it needs to do to survive because inherently that's what we're naturally supposed to do. Whether or not we're thinking about it or not, it doesn't matter. Your body will do what it needs to do to survive. And that's evident like if you're ever in an extremely cold, uh, like uh, temperate area, or, uh, not temperate, if you're ever in an extremely cold area, my bad, um, what will happen if you're exposed to 
cold for too long, your body will start retracting the blood supply from your toes, from your feet, from your fingers, from your hands, and it'll pull it all the way up to your torso to keep your vital organs functioning with a blood supply. Um, yeah. That, um, it will literally do whatever it needs to do and sacrifice what it needs to in order to live. And so these ghost pains and these things are another example of that. Um, because, and like, you have to, uh, sorry, I just lost my train of thought. Um, no, 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 you're good. You're but, good. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's just, it's, it's protecting itself no matter what it's, it wants to survive and it's going to protect itself. Yeah. You um, know, I, I always thought that was kind of interesting because when we were in Norway, obviously there was uh, a ton of frostbite cases and I always thought that was kind of interesting how, um, how our bodies really function during all that, like yeah. when we're exposed to such extreme conditions, because they were definitely days where we woke up in the field and it was like negative fifteen, if not more. Yeah. Um, the the most interesting part, though, this is the part where uh, it's like extremely important uh, to like actually be or not knowledgeable but to understand for the most part of what ghost pains are since i'm just going to continue on this topic um the reason why ghost pains are dangerous they're not dangerous in the beginning in the beginning it's normal it's literally your body's natural response to making sure that it lives uh it can still do things to prevent an injury uh the problem is later down the road so Say if, uh, like with you with your shoulder joint, right? Mm -hmm. um, your shoulder hurts, uh, so your body will stop at a certain degree of motion because uh, your shoulder, it's called your glenohumeral joint. Uh, the glenohumeral joint has the greatest degree of motion in your entire body. It has, it's like 180 degrees of motion, I believe. Um, yeah, but, I was actually going to, I was going to mention that um, my shoulders, or I don't know if, I guess this stems from the shoulder, but my arms, when I hold them out to the side, um, my left arm actually can't go out as wide as my right arm can. Yeah. Um, and so uh, the part where it'll get concerning um, is for that situation, except later down the line, like months and months and months after you notice the ghost pains. Um, right. Because typically ghost pains, you know, like they'll happen you know, pretty common, like pretty often, like right after you're actually back on your feet from the injury. Um, the problem lies the time after that, because at that point, what your body is going to do, um, I don't know if you're familiar with the whole term of use it or lose it. Um, yeah, no, I've, body, I've heard it. Yeah, the body will follow this, uh, this code pretty much, uh, use it or lose it. And what your body does not use, your body will not produce because it's not necessary. So your body doesn't want to have to work for that. It doesn't want to have to produce it. The problem with that is whenever you have these ghost pains, if you baby those ghost pains and you don't work through the full degree of motion, you don't work through that full range, your body's going to adapt to that because it's constantly changing and constantly adapting. And what will end up happening is a synovial fluid that's produced within the joint to allow it to move like that will stop being produced at the amount that it's supposed to. Huh. So when we're born, uh, like as babies, I don't know if you've seen the video of that. Uh, he was like the one-year-old kid picking up like that 15-pound ball or something like that. Um, nah. If you look at the biomechanics of the child, it, it, they're literally perfect. Like speaking from strongman experience, that's the perfect way to pick up a stone. 
That is exactly how you're supposed to do it. Human beings are born with perfect biomechanics, like completely perfect. It's through life that we destroy our own biomechanics. And then because of the like society and how we live and how we train and improper techniques and all that stuff, we literally put ourselves at risk because we're not learning properly. Right. Um, and so, uh, but uh, when you're born, you have all, all motion in your shoulder, all motion. And then with you, uh, right. You like through the Marine Corps. Corps. Yeah. And then just messed it up and all yeah. that stuff. And so if your shoulder isn't taken care of at one point or another, your body's going to stop producing as much synovial fluid as it's supposed to, to run through all the degrees of motion within your shoulder to the point where you're going to be stuck at like, say you can bring your shoulder up to parallel, like your arm up to parallel. Right. You're supposed to be able to go up higher than that. But if you don't ever go up above parallel, you don't even actually have to be injured for it. It's just if you train improperly, if you train and you only go up to parallel with your shoulder, your body's going to learn that this is the only degree of motion that is needed. So that's all it's going to produce the synovial fluid for. And the next thing you'll know, it's going to be five years down the road and you are physically incapable of picking your arm up past that parallel point because your body's not producing what it needs to in order to do so. You know, that's incredible because I actually... I always wondered with whether you do, you know, one enlistment or two or three or four, however many years you stay in the Marine Corps for, how much longer we could actually be able to continue to do what we do um, if we actually had, like, people like you that that know about all these things and that can actually – because I always thought that it was kind of crazy that the gyms on base don't have physical um, trainers or, like, physical therapists – yeah because um, there's definitely there's definitely so many times where because we do all these you know these little stretches after hikes or whatever well, that doesn't do shit they're really i mean it, it fucking you know it it's doing the minimum right um and honestly like i'm going to use your example from earlier with that uh those types of stretches and those like after pt session stretches and stuff like that those are usually run by like, your team leaders your, squad right, leaders, right. your uh, platoon sergeants stuff like that um and that's not wrong of them to do that's important to do but ultimately it comes down to the point that like it's the same thing as your friend bringing you to the gym your friend's not technically any more qualified than you are they've just been going to the gym longer so that's why you're under their wing now that doesn't right. mean that they know more um and with that causes problems because no one's ever actually learning or, as you said, doing more than the bare minimum, which causes these problems and these conversations because they don't have people who are educated on the matters leading these sessions. Um, and going back to what you said with people who don't do like more than one enlistment and they actually like make it like a career or anything like that. If someone goes into the military and they go into the infantry and they do that job for 20 years. If they have proper guidance from the second that they start doing hikes and all these strenuous activities that we've had to do, if they do corrective exercise and all of the uh, preemptive corrective exercises and stuff like that from the very start, I promise, like, I'm willing to bet my life on it that you will get out after 20 years and you will not have even half of the problems that most of the people who've done 20 years right now have. That's incredible, dude. Um yeah, because I, I always wondered that myself. I was like, if we had actual qualified people, you know, running us through these uh, stretches and then running through, like, personalized, um, like, corrective corrective actions, I think that's what you called it, but um, 
doing that every day after PTs, after hikes, because what we do, like, we don't really realize it, but when we're training, this stuff is horrible for your body. Like, horrible. Oh, yeah. oh it's terrible for your joints. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And long term, like, like uh, I remember hearing a long time ago, someone told me about how there was this study of just dudes running around in boots and utes and, like, just what that does to the body. Like, you're, you're not even, like properly doing the full range of motion with your feet when you're doing boots and utes oh yeah you're not even uh i've actually recently been getting significantly more into uh specifically my feet too with recovery um because uh, you got to look at your feet not just as like oh gross their feet you know like whatever they're hard like you know if they're hard then you can go forever whatever doesn't matter that's not true um your feet are your foundation. You're not going to build a house on a crackling, crumbling foundation. Right, You're going to build right. it on a solid foundation. So why are you neglecting your feet when it is the foundation of everything that you do in life? Feet health and feet strength is probably top five of the most important strengths in your body that you should be training. Um, and people don't realize that because it's not taught. And one of the things that we do every single day, just as a society, not even just in the Marine Corps, that really messes with it is it all comes down to the types of shoes that we wear. Um, so, uh, like, yeah, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I got a pair of Air Force ones. You know what I mean? Like, right. I like, wear, I like wearing my Nikes because they're fresh. I like to look steezy, you know? It, I get it. But with Nikes, uh, with uh, Adidas, like, all these types of shoes, they have very narrow toe boxes. Uh, if you look through the genetic evolution of human beings dating, there's pictures all the way back to 23,000 years ago of a human footprint from, I believe it was Mexico. If you huh. look at their toes, it is the widest part of their foot. Whereas if you look at human feet nowadays, it's right underneath the toes that is the widest part of the foot. Your toes are supposed to branch out. They're supposed to be much bigger um, in terms of the surface area that they cover. And, uh, and what does that do for you per se? I, I don't know too much about this myself. So uh, with um, when it comes to toes and like the toe strength and all that stuff, uh, it's incredibly important because you have so many muscles. You have muscles all throughout your body. The, right, right. The muscles primarily that like function throughout your foot. They're like your. They're in your intrinsic muscles. Um, and you know, just because your biceps are bigger doesn't mean those need to be trained more than your intrinsic muscles. Just because your chest is bigger doesn't mean you don't need to train your biceps. Just because your back is bigger than your chest doesn't mean you have to train that more. You know, there's so many different things that go into this, but people only look at the major muscle groups which is the main thing of which I post on my story is to build your stabilizers because your stabilizers work your small muscles. And those small muscles are what provide support and stability within your joints, which keep your joints protected. And then your more superficial muscles, like in your shoulder, uh, right? You have uh, your front delt, your side delt, your rear delt. Those are your superficial muscles. Those are the most top layer muscles. Right. But in Inside of that, you have all these other little smaller muscles that actually hold the shoulder joint together. Mm -hmm. If you're not training those muscles, you have no stability in your shoulder. And your shoulder is already the most unstable joint in your whole body. And that's just because of the degree of motion that it can go through. Um, and so you have to train your stabilizers in these little tiny muscles. And it doesn't matter if those tiny muscles are in your toes because they're still muscles that need to be trained. You can't expect to train and hold yourself to a world-class athlete mindset without training like a world-class athlete would. 
right that's that's incredible stuff and that actually um well two things one like your story i love 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 your story because i wish i would have had an account like this when i was like a younger like pfc or you know just uh like newish uh lance like knowing these stretches because i didn't know this stuff i had really bad uh back problems for a while i mean but i guess anybody else does too but um i didn't know about any of these stretches that i've been seeing on your story so that's why i've been sharing it so much so that like these dudes that are younger and like newer can can see it and you know hopefully avoid making some of the mistakes that we did right absolutely um and like i said the whole reason for me starting this business is because when i came out here to oceanside I was like, okay, I'm 10 minutes away from the main gate of Pendleton, the biggest base in the Marine Corps. Um, I know that there's a lot of grunt units here. I know that there's a lot of grunts who don't get the care and the help that they need because I've been there. I've done that. I've gone to physical therapy two separate times. I've been to sports medicine three times. Um, I have a tear in my right hip uh, in my labrum. Um, I've, I've faced surgery. I ended up not going through with it because it wasn't gonna actually really help me. Um, I've, I've handled pretty much every single pain in your shoulders, your knees. I got tendonitis in my knees, tendonitis in my, uh, triceps. Um, I have all these little problems that while I was in, they never got fixed. They never got healed. And as I said, I've been through physical therapy, sports medicine. I've done all of these things. I've gone to chiropractors, um, and nothing was working. Nothing was fixing. And you know, the old saying is, you know, if you want something done right, you got to do it yourself. Right. And so that's right. my main motivation for becoming a corrective exercise specialist and then actually hammering down on it and learning and becoming knowledgeable in it. Because ultimately, this is going to sound like I'm bragging, but all, <laughs> realistically, it's just the truth. Most of the pains that I was suffering from, I no longer suffer from. When I was in, uh, and granted, keep in mind, I got out in June, you know, when I was in, I could not go below 90 degrees on the squat. I physically couldn't go below that. Damn. I am now able to literally drop my ass all the way to my heels. I can squat without pain. I can flow through complete ranges of motion in my body. Um, I'm currently uh, tackling plantar fasciitis, which is just tendonitis in your knees. Um, I'm currently tackling that and taking the steps and doing the exercises that I need to to heal that. And already off the bat, my most recent post actually was a, a workout that I did yesterday. Um, and there's this, uh, this squat movement called sissy squats. Uh, yeah, I saw seen- that actually. I, th- I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. You've probably seen the, uh, the apparatus for it in the gym before and, uh, all the, uh, all the sissy squat apparatus is called, uh, like what it looks like is it's, it's that little padded thing. Um, it has like two back pads and it has like the roller pads in front of it. And you literally just slide your feet into it and that's it. There's no, like, there's no support that really goes above your calves. And then all you do is you just squat with it. Um, huh. the reason uh, what that exercise trains is it's a, it's a quad dominant squat. It really forces you to have to use your quads and your core, uh, because of the fact that there's just absolutely no support and it locks your legs in one place. You can also do that movement with uh, freestanding with a barbell. Um, and I first learned that through watching, uh, Chris Duffin do it on Instagram. Um, and, uh, first of all, Chris Duffin is a freaking nature. I swear to God, he does sissy squats with like 225 on his back. Holy Insane. shit. <laughs> Insane. In my, in my, uh, video that I posted, I was doing it with a, 
a barbell empty, which is just 45 pounds. And I was suffering. It was Damn. ridiculous. Um, but whenever you execute that movement, when you're freestanding, your knees fly past your feet. Um, and you know, there's an old myth that your knees aren't supposed to go past your toes whenever you squat. And at the end of the day, it's been disproven. It's false. It's a myth. That's all it is. Clear cut and dry. At the end of the day, it's just a myth. Um, but it comes down to how you train it and how you like how you're supervised and by who, um, because like if you take two dudes who have never been in the gym and they just start squatting with the knees going past their toes, they're probably not practicing proper form, which means that they will develop injuries in these compensations that will lead to worse things down the road. But if you do it correctly and you learn under the correct supervision, under people who know how to do it, they are completely healthy, they're completely normal, and they're completely allowed. And all it's going to do is strengthen everything because your body wants to adapt and it wants to survive. It wants to get stronger because the stronger that it is, the less prone to injuries it is, which means you're more 100% on your game, which allows you to survive better. Yeah, I can I can tell this has like been a been a huge experience for you. Dude. Like you, you sound almost different from uh, how we used to talk. Yeah, that's that's actually really awesome though. Uh, and and you won this competition recently too. Uh, what what was it? It was a lifting competition. Yeah, it was a, it was a powerlifting competition. Um, so uh, I I'm a I'm a trainer over at Self Made um, in Oceanside. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, a bunch of the other trainers there, they have this uh, client that they all know, and uh, he hosts uh, local comp- powerlifting competitions and strongman competitions. Um, and I ended up meeting him. I was talking to him, and uh, he invited me on Tuesday to come and participate in the powerlifting competition because all these trainers know that this that building strength, uh, really like powerlifting, strongman, bodybuilding, and corrective exercise are like my strong suits. That's what I love because that's what I practice in my own training. Um, and, uh, and so I got invited to this competition that was happening. Uh, it happened on Saturday and I was invited on Tuesday and I thought, huh, okay, this is cool. I haven't back squatted in four weeks. I haven't (laughs) bench with a barbell in two weeks and I have never in my life deadlifted with an over under grip or without using straps since I learned how to deadlift when we were deployed and we were in Fuji which was in 2019, so over two years ago. Right. Uh, and so I had everything going against me, everything. I was like, dick. I was like, you know what? I was like, what's yeah, the worst that can happen? Yeah, I don't it. win. <laughs> so I ended up going, and I dominated every single one of them. I won every – I had the highest on all the lifts. Yeah, I was um, going to ask, what uh, What were your lifts? Uh, so I ended up hitting um, – Oh, hold on. Um, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, pull it up if you need to. Yeah, I was just about to say I'm going to pull it up because uh, he texted us the uh, score sheet. Oh, no, just kidding. I remember. All right. <laughs> um, I got 495 on squat, uh, 285 on bench, and 525 on deadlift. Holy um, shit. Yeah, I. Uh, uh, it was the Thursday before the competition. I was like, you know what? I was like, I'm going to do a quick, like, barbell bench. Uh, I worked, like, a couple sets, nothing too heavy, nothing to where, like, my central nervous system was burned out. Right. Um, and then I deadlifted, too. And I deadlifted, and I was, I was just like, honestly, I just want to see if I can pull over five still with no straps. And so 
I did 405, no straps. I was like, you know what? I was like, that was kind of cake. I was like, let's do five plates. But naturally, at some point, you know, you get to 495, and you, sometimes you'll think like, why don't I just do five? You know, because it's only five pounds. And at that point in weight, it doesn't really make a difference. Yeah. Um, so I put fives on thinking that, you know, there were two and a half. They weren't two and a half. They were five pounds. And I pulled it. And like the weight went up real good on Thursday. And I was like, oh, sick. I was like, sick. I can now pull. I know for a fact I can pull over 500 pounds with an over under grip, no straps, which was really uh, comforting to me. Um, and then, so the day of the competition, when we went to uh, deadlift, uh, my opening lift was 505. I pulled that like butter. And I was like, screw this, dude. I was like, I'm going to just jump. I was like, send me that 525 right now. Pulled it. I had to work for it above my knees just because of the fact that I'm not used to the grip. So it kind of messed me up a little bit. So I ended up like hitching and bouncing a little bit. But all in all, got up, locked it out. And uh, just my opening deadlift alone uh, would have won me the competition. But the 525 was just for me. It was like, I want to see what I can do. Um, I, able to, I was able to get that and I was pretty happy with that. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's some pretty crazy weight. Um, what I wanted to ask you, though, was do you think that you would have had those same results if you hadn't done all this uh, corrective like exercise stuff like yourself? Because like you said, you had all these all these pains, all these problems. Do you think you still would have been able to do that same amount of weight without uh, without having done all that? Um, no, no, I do not. Uh I was stuck at certain numbers for months. Um, and even still to even get to those numbers was after I went through physical therapy and sports medicine. Um, and then after uh, I ended up injuring my lower back so bad to the point where, you know how small our barracks rooms were. Oh, I yeah, couldn't yeah. even, I couldn't even sweep my whole barracks room in one go. My really? back hurt me that bad. I could sweep the kitchen. I'd have to sit down, let my back uncramp and then I could sweep the rest of it. Um, so I had severe back pain, um, and that ended up getting handled at, uh, physical therapy, but then I suffered from ghost pains, but because I'm knowledgeable of the ghost pains and I understand I was able to recognize it, I didn't allow myself to baby them. And because I didn't baby those ghost pains, my back got back to a hundred percent. And that's I'm, insane. Uh, I almost I wonder, say, no, I'm sorry, what are you saying? Uh, I was going to say, I don't want to say I'm living with no back pain because that's not entirely true. Um, just because of the fact of, you know, four right, years in the infantry, right. you know, it takes its toll. Yeah. Um, especially th even just two years of doing it without uh, the proper recovery um, will cause lifelong problems. Um, but uh, for the most part, I'm able to manage it and help it a lot better. And as far as a day to day basis goes, I'm not in as much pain, um, which goes back to what I was saying with like most of the pains that I've had in my body, I was able to pretty much heal myself. Um, and I, I've already been able to do that for some other people as well, which is extremely, uh, it's extremely like, what's the word I'm looking for? Grat oh, gratifying, goodness. I guess. Yes. Or yeah, yeah, just, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that that's what like, uh, that kind of stuff uh, amazes me because um, all too often we hear about you know this person got hurt or this part person has this or that like I thought it was absolutely insane that I was hearing people were having slip discs or or like things like with your hip like other 
insane things and and this is like where I, I constantly have to remind myself how old I am because we really forget how young we are because we are like still I'm 23 now but that's it's it's insane it's like I was 21 with excruciating pain that usually people don't feel till they're like 60 or 70 right yeah uh the statistic is that people in the infantry age three times faster physically oh yeah i believe it yeah um and that's why it's so important to put that emphasis on recovery uh on mobility and then also uh injury prevention um which is the reason why i started my business which is the reason why I'm trying to uh, get myself out to the Marines that are on Pendleton. Um, but, uh, yeah, so yeah. Like, that's, like, I, why I started. I yeah, wanna, I wish I would have uh, I wish I would have known about about things like this because I, like, I would have been looking for people that did this kind of thing back, you know, back when I was still, still in. And, right. you know, I, I hope dudes out in Pendleton are able to, you know, hear this and you know, they're like, oh, shit, well, hey, I'm uh, about to sign up for that. Because, <laughs> right, like, yeah. what we're doing right now, like, we, we really, we also forget this because we're so young, but we forget that this isn't going to go away. This is only going to compound over time. Like, I, I was talking to one vet um, a few, maybe a week ago or something, but he was telling me about how uh, I needed to stretch. I needed to take care of myself. I needed to be in the gym. Like, I needed to not ever stop that because he said... 10 years ago when he got out, he said, yeah, his body wasn't bugging him too much. It, it hurt. He had, you know, pains here and there, but it wasn't, you know, it was manageable. But he said 10 years later, like today, he said now it's like twice as bad. And I almost want, like, I almost hate that um, things like this, just people don't even know about. Right. Um, and it, it's like self-education is incredibly important too. Um, and you know, people won't teach you this stuff. In yeah, the uh, yeah. They don't, they don't care. They still hold on to that mentality of, Oh, if you have a pain and you vocalize it, then you're being a bitch. Right. And that's just, that's not the case. Um, out here, I was, uh, he actually, uh, recently PCS. He's now in Oki, but I was talking to this one gunny. Uh, he's still in, uh, been in for 20 years almost. Uh, I think he was like at 17 or something like that. I don't know. He'd been in for like the entire time. Right. Um, and, uh, like, you know, I quickly befriended him, you know, we were talking all this and that, uh, and this dude, you know, he, uh, he was prior infantry. Uh, he was with three, three, I believe. I don't know. I forget. Um, oh, okay. but like, he, like that was back then too. So like, he was like back in the shit and all of that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We also so, forgot to even like mention that part, like back when the war was still going on and these dudes were even carrying like maybe like twice or even triple the amount of weight we were. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, but he is this, this gunny is a perfect example of why it's important to teach yourself these things because he did. Right. So you have this gunny who's been in for almost 20 years, if not 20 years, who was prior infantry. He was in the actual shit. You know, he was there he did it he done it all this and that right there is no reason why these master sergeants and these other uh higher ranks are like oh yeah well back in afghanistan like i fucked up my body and it's like i'm not gonna say that you didn't you probably did i believe you 100 percent. however it's your fault that you still have these pains because you didn't teach yourself how to get rid of them 
because this gunny, this gunny benches uh, like 335, I believe. He squats 585 and he deadlifts like, I think he said 665 or something like that. Holy shit. He's putting up, he's putting up crazy numbers oh, for yeah. the things that he has done for, the, for what he has put his body through. And it's because he put an emphasis on recovery. He made sure that he learned and he got better. This man is now, you know, he's been in, like I said, probably six times now, almost 20 years. Right. And he's, you know, obviously older. Uh, and he's, you know, there's there's no reason why, why yeah. these people can't uh, go out and learn themselves because that's what's going to protect you. That is what's going to give you that longevity and that healthy life. Oh, and yeah. It just, yeah. It just comes down to people don't want to. And I mean... I can't necessarily fault them because I mean, shit. I think three like, years ago, three years ago, I didn't know any of this. Right? You know? Yeah, I yeah. I personally, myself, like when I was having my back issues, I know I started to Google it, and that was like, you know, that that was like fucking, you know, too late. You know, you're fucking right. now. You're you're too late. But um, I think the biggest part for me was that I just I didn't know where to really look, which is you know kind of a stupid fucking thing to think because you know it's you know your phone it's right in front of you just fucking type it in and right. um you know i think it's important that the leaders whether you're a team leader squad leader platoon sergeant you know platoon commander whatever the fuck it is um go out and actually learn these things and are actually like like these should be like classes that dudes are learning um like taking care yeah. of our bodies that needs to like we talk about this whole uh you know, modernizing the Marine Corps. And I, from what I've seen with all the gear, all the all the different um, things they're bringing into the Marine Corps now, they are modernizing it. Like, it's actually kind of incredible to see it. Like, it's getting very modernized. And I think when we're modernizing it, things like this, like not taking care of our bodies, that shit needs to go too. Absolutely. Um, and uh, one of the things that still exists you know, it's always going to exist are uh, like, you know, little trainings, little classes like hip pocket classes. Right. Yeah. You know, how many times have you ever sat through uh, a basic infantryman's hip pocket class or yeah, like a hip pocket class on machine guns or anything like that? Oh, yeah. Like, like, Countless I'm not going to say <laughs> exactly, exactly. I've been through hundreds of them and they're important. Yes, because you have to remain tactically proficient. You have to remain proficient in your right. OS. So I agree with them. However, there is no reason why you should be doing a hip pocket class on machine guns four days a week for three weeks straight. Right, yeah. When at least one of those weeks, you could you could do something on uh, uh, stretching. You could do something on uh, basic movements, uh, basic compound movements. You can. One of the things actually, when I was in uh, uh, when we were in Fuji, um, my platoon sergeant made it made an effort to get a PT session. He put a PT session together and we went out to a hit box and he went through the forms on how to squat, how to deadlift, how to bench. And I mean, at this point I already knew them, you know, but that's, that's what we need. Um, that is, that is what Marines need because they need to be taught these things and people need to know them. Uh, and it's honestly, it, it, I believe it goes with the leadership position of, finding them out and if you don't know it yourself or you can't find it then try to Seek find it out yeah know. ask people like yeah. uh, with internet with with the internet and social media 
it is incredible what you can learn. Like you literally can go from knowing absolutely nothing about a subject to being pretty, pretty well versed in it. Yeah. And it, it goes along with, you know, the leadership principles, you know, know yourself and your Marines and seek self-improvement. You right. know? Um, and, uh, it, there's a, there's a saying that if you want to learn something, find the smartest person in the room and learn from them. But if you find that you are smarter than that person, find a different room. Right. And that's, that's exactly what leaders need to do. They need to find these people who are educated or not really so much educated, but have an understanding of this and have put in time to learn it so that they can learn from them so that they can pass that on to their Marines to keep them in the fight, to keep them going, to keep them lethal, to make sure that you can actually do your job because you can know everything you can possibly know. You can go through you know, ITB, you can become a 31, you can go to advanced school, you can become, you know, an advanced machine gunner, you can be, you can know the machine gun inside and out. But tell me, what good is you knowing everything about the machine gun, if you can't get the machine gun up, if you can't right shoot, we, we say get up to the firing position, you know, right, we say we say, uh, what was it gear weapon body? Or no, no, no weapon gear body. Yeah, yeah, we used to say that all the time, but that that yeah. definitely goes into body. Hundred percent, um, and it's it's just the the problem with that saying is whenever people think of body, they think of oh hygiene, yeah, uh, sleep, yeah, no, and that's it. That's not what goes into your body. That's not all it goes into. Yeah, your body. that's that's definitely something that needs to be changed, and that's why I like that we're talking about this because inevitably dudes will listen to this, hopefully younger dudes too, and they'll they'll sit there and they'll be like, shit, maybe I should you know look into this, start googling it, or even you know just asking around, because I know right. when when I'm in the gym, um, if I don't, because I, I did this the other day because I've been hitting a plateau lately. And I literally, like, this dude just happened to ask me to uh, spot him, and, you know, he's a pretty big dude, so I was like, all right, yeah, man, fucking, I got you. And then, you know, once he finished his set, I just started talking to him. I was just asking him questions. I was like, hey, man, what kind of protein do you use? What do you recommend? You know, like, when you hit a plateau, what do you do? You know, and I, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. And what what I've always found is that dudes, dudes don't close off to that. Like, the, like when you ask them for knowledge, they're they're more than willing to tell you all about it. Right. Um, and to like, I can personally speak on that too. Cause, uh, recently I was hit up by a Marine who's stationed on Pendleton and, uh, he, he's from Washington though. Um, and so he sent me a text, you know, he got my number cause it's on my Instagram and all that stuff. If you, if you ever want to like book a consultation, book an appointment or anything like that, like you can contact me directly through Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so he contacted me and he was like, hey, he was like, I'm really interested in what you do. Um, I would really like to learn more about it. Uh, how can we do this? All this and that. Um, so I was talking to him a little bit and he was like, yeah, he's like, the only problem is I'm going to advanced school in like the next couple of weeks. He's currently there right now. Um, so if you're listening to this podcast right now, what's up, dude? Hope you're doing well. Hope you're crushing <laughs> advanced school. Um, but uh, I told him, I was like, I was like, I want to help you. I was like, the basis of my business when i started it was to make sure that i can help marines get them knowledgeable you know actually keep marines in the fight um and i told them i was like if you have any questions if you feel a pain coming on if you feel a strain you feel anything like that let me know contact me i i can't necessarily give you an entire program right now uh because at the end of the day it is my business but also at the same time i can give you what i'm able to to 
keep you going. Um, because even if it's just little, uh, not even just stretches, because uh, sometimes stretching doesn't even solve the problem. And I can I can explain more on that in a second. But um, uh, I can give you stretches. I can give you little exercises to do. And the exercises are the part that's important when it comes to handling pains and all of these injuries. Uh, because that's what's really going to solve it. That's what's going to heal it. Right. Yeah. It's uh, not like uh, it's not like a just send a couple messages of just different stretches. This is like a well, like a routine that you need to be in almost. Right. And I'm sure every person who's ever had like an actual pain that's gone to BAS has experienced this. Your corpsman will just give you stretches, and that's no fault to their own. You know, I get it. Yeah, it is. You know, most what, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, most Marines don't know what they're talking about, so they can't accurately describe it to them. So they just have, and honestly, it's kind of shitty, but a lot of Marines will lie about their pain too to try to get out of things. So I understand why Corman do it. I'm not yeah. faulting them for it. But if you know that your pain is bad enough and you know stretching doesn't fix it, then it's on you to seek out how to do so, which is what I did. Um, like when I was going through the whole problem with my, uh, with my lower back, before I even told the corpsman, I would tell the corpsman, like, oh, I'm having, like, real back, real bad back pain, all this and that. But I wouldn't ask them for treatment. I wouldn't ask them for help because I knew what they were going to say. And this is – I've talked to my, uh, my girlfriend about this because, again, my girlfriend's a corpsman. You know, she was greenside, so she's seen uh, the Marine Corps. She's seen all of this. And, I, um, and she was like, you did it correct. She's like, this is how you're supposed to do it because this is how we know that you are serious. If you have a pain – and you've been given stretches or you tried stretching and it doesn't help, what you need to do is learn about your injury. You need to find out. So when I had my lower back pain, what I did was I was at Gold's Gym. I talked to one of the trainers there. He, uh, uh, he was a massage therapist, so he had a better understanding of the anatomy of the body than I did. And I was talking to him. He showed me, like, he uh, talked me through a couple things, like my whole lifestyle, because that's another thing that people don't realize is how you live and how you go day to day will influence your body. A uh, quick example on that is if you never take your wallet out of your pocket, out of your back pocket when you sit down, it's going to tilt your pelvis. It's going to really? cause a pelvic tilt. People don't even think about that. So whenever you sit down, take your wallet out. Don't sit down on it. Because now one side is higher, so your body's going to compensate, and it's just going to naturally stay like that because it's going to build that as its homeostasis. That is now the natural form. Huh. Um, and so uh, with that, like me and him, we dissected like my daily life, my personal life, how I lifted, um, all this stuff. And it was through that that I learned that, oh, it was uh, – uh, I might mess up the name of this, so please no one come after me. I believe it's your quadratus, <laughs> your quadratus labrum in your lower back. Uh, my left quadratus labrum, um, it's the muscle, I believe it's, no, it's not superficial. It's deeper, I believe. Um, but that is the muscle area of which I was experiencing the pain. So when I went to BAS, I told them, I was like, I have done hot and cold compresses. I have, I stretch two times a day, once in the morning, once at night. Um, I do not lift heavy. I've dropped weight. Um, I've gone to chiropractic care. Uh, and you know, there's like the joint chiropractic out in town. They do the, like, like a session's like 20 to 30 bucks or something like that. Um, I've gotten chiropractic care. Um, I know that this pain is centralized and localized within my quadratus labrum in my lower back. Um, I've tried yoga. Um, I've tried all this and that. 
And it's because when I went to them and I told them, I was like, oh, I'm also going to try to, f- I've got, I've gotten a sports mas- massage before. Um, I'm looking to acupuncture and the, my girlfriend even said it too. Um, when you demonstrate to Corman that you are trying to heal the injury yourself, if you are trying to do what you need to do to legitimately solve your problem and not just stretching, they are more inclined to help you because when I went to BAS and I told them that I was in physical therapy the next week. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Cause that's definitely because, a lot better than just saying, Hey doc, my back hurts. Exactly. Because they're going to hit you with every, every person in the Marine Corps right. has back. They're yeah. not wrong. They're yeah, they wrong. aren't. Yeah. But absolutely. they're not going to give you, they're not going to give you the time of day if you're not giving yourself that time. Right. Yeah, that's some. That's actually some incredible, incredible advice. And I actually was gonna ask you, uh, for for dudes that are sitting here listening to this, what and they're they're probably thinking, well, where do I start? And you know, that's a pretty that's a pretty good uh good pretty good place to start. Yeah, um, like I said, uh, self education. Just teach yourself. Learn your learn stuff yourself on your own time. And if you can't find it out. You can come to my Instagram. You can read my uh Yeah, what's my your post. uh what's your Instagram? Uh my Instagram is corrective core. Uh it's corrective underscore core. Uh like Marine Corps. Um, okay. And uh if you just go on my Instagram, my entire page is I, I am a personal trainer, so like, you know, I specialize I can't not necessarily specialize, but I, I've done, I've helped clients with fat loss. I've helped clients with strength training. Uh, bodybuilding, powerlifting, strongman. Um, I just mainly focus on corrective exercise because that is the basis of my business. Right. So if you go on my Instagram, that is what you'll mainly see. Um, and I've helped, uh, I've talked to Marines. There's actually this one Marine uh, who I befriended over here at Pendleton. Um, you know, he was telling me, he's like, oh, I keep having like um, adductor pain whenever I squat. Like my knees just buckle in. Like I'm having all this pain and all that stuff. I'm like, okay. I was like, well, let's dissect it. So that's what we did. You know, he was like, it's mainly on when I squat. And so ran through a couple things. I taught him a technique. And then once he implemented the technique, I, this is one of the most gratifying feelings I've ever had in my entire life. I kid you not. This happened exactly like this. Um, he squatted regular. I gave him the technique and then I had him squat again. And when he squatted again and he came back up, and he executed the technique, he looked at me, and I kid you not, he shoulder-pressed the weight off of his body, like, from behind the neck, racked it, not even, like, how you typically, like, rack it whenever you squat. He racked it like that, and he looked at me, mouth wide open. He was like, yo, dude, no way. And immediately, (laughs) he was like, I felt that instantly. That was instant release. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. I was like, I told you, dude. I was like, there's certain things that you got to do that most people don't know. Yeah, and this uh, is like this isn't even like uh, you need to have Tricare for this, or right. you don't need to use Tricare for this. This is like a paid thing, right? Like that you do, right? Um, and so the reason why I run my business the way that I do is because one, I'm not a doctor, so I can't sell it as physical therapy because it's not physical therapy, right. nor am I a chiropractor yet. Um, so I can't market or sell it as that because that's not what it is. But that's not even what I do. I do teach and sell corrective exercise. I make programs. I sell programs. I do that. But it is essentially physical therapy type care at a cheaper rate because it's run as a personal trainer. 
So I'm able to give this care at a lower price than what you would normally pay for it out in town or um, anything like that. Uh, and I'm able to market it and sell it as that because it's done as a personal trainer. Um, right. That's, and, that's pretty cool. And like going off of that, like, uh, my little brother is currently going through physical therapy right now for his lower back. Um, and it's through my Instagram page and through the techniques that I've created and posted. He did one of them texted me, said, yo, dude, I love this exercise. I actually genuinely feel relief from this one. Like, I actually like it. I feel like this one's working. I was like, awesome. I was like, keep doing it then. And the greatest thing, I have it uh, up on my Instagram, too, in one of my posted stories. Um, he texted me pictures of him doing the exercise with cups on his lower back that they were doing at his physical therapy clinic. But the best part about it is that he didn't suggest it. The physical therapist said, okay, let's do this exercise because the physical therapist didn't even know about this, didn't know about this exercise. I posted about it. My little brother showed him it. And then now my exercise is a common routine in his physical therapy uh, program. That's awesome, dude. It, um, and I've done the same thing with uh, uh, like people of all types of house. Uh, one that I'm currently working with right now, uh, she got cancer back in 2017, uh, stage four non-Hodgkin's lymphoma cancer, went through all of that, uh, went through remission. Uh, and then this past January, it came back. Uh, and then, so she went through, uh, the whole cancer treatment again. Um, and now she's currently in remission. Um, and so what we are currently working to do is to build her strength back up. And she was telling me the other day, she's like, I can stand up on chairs. I painted the whole bathroom. I've done all these things myself. I don't feel as out of breath whenever I walk anymore. And it's just because of if you do these corrective exercises and you do these programs, we're strengthening your body on a much smaller level that no one would think to strengthen it at except for physical therapists because this is what they do. This is what they provide. I provide that same type of care for a much cheaper price. Yeah, man. And that's some incredible stuff. Um, and this is definitely like, I highly, highly, highly encourage anybody listening to this to actually like look into this. Um, I want to thank you so much, man, for coming onto the show and, uh, talking with me about this, dude. This is pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, at corrective underscore, um, what, what was it? <laughs> Corrective underscore core. Core. Corrective underscore underscore core. Yeah, check him out. Give him a follow. Hit him up. And um, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Have a good one. Thank you so much.